Get ready to rumble. Shilling Show Unleashed on the Seven Thunders Media Network. Former city councilor, husband, father, and community watchdog. Your host, Rob Schilling. Welcome to the Shilling Show Unleashed podcast. Remember, your direct support makes our show possible, and you can directly support this podcast by visiting shillingshow.com and then clicking on the Patreon banner at the top of the page to make a monthly contribution. We appreciate your support. The Shilling Show Unleashed podcast welcomes Paul Wozniak, JD, a biblical researcher, author of Shabuah Millennium, Long-Term Biblical Timing, and today's topic, End Times Prophecy. In today's world, there's a lot going on. And Paul Wozniak, thank you for being with us today on The Shilling Show Unleashed. No, oh, it's just a pleasure to be here. These topics are so important, but I want people to understand why you called the book Shabuah Millennium, because there's significance in the title, and then we go from there. Uh, in order to understand the title of the book, you have to understand what a Shabu is. The word Shabu is a Hebrew word. It's used repeatedly through the Bible. Sometimes it's expressed, sometimes it's implied. The word means this, very simply. It means a complete time period of seven broken up into two, two components. There are six days of work or activity or sin, depending on the context, it is followed by one period of rest. So it's a complete time period of seven in the format of six plus one, Rob. That's what it is. Three different forms of Shabuah that are used in the Bible. There's a Shabuah of days, which is obviously a complete time period of seven days. That would be Genesis one and two. There's also a, a Shabuah years, and that's a complete time period of seven years. It's the same format. Six periods of work, or in this case, there's debt for six years, there's servitude for six years, there's farming for six years, and it's followed by a seventh-year rest. And Shabuah Millennium is about God's master plan for mankind, heaven, and earth. It's six 1,000-year periods of work, in this case, sin. This is the age of iniquity, Rob, and it's followed by a 1,000-year period of rest. That's Revelation 20. So that's Shabua in a nutshell. I want to go to where we are today. Uh, people are very distressed, and I understand why, particularly people who don't know God and are not familiar with God's Word. But the indicators that we're seeing right now, lawlessness, violence, depravity, things that we've never seen on this level before, at least not in our generation, what are we to make of all of this? Rob, in the first century, there was an expectation that was Jesus was coming, and there's good reason for that. You see, the Bible was very clear, and, it, and we can look back and know the exact day of things, uh, because the Bible predicted it. So there's an expectation that the Messiah was going to come in the first century, and sure enough, Jesus arrived on the scene. In the same way, Rob, there's an expectation among Bible-believing Christians that, that understand God's Word and, and see the signs. You see, because there's, there's so many signs, there is an ex expectation that Jesus is, is soon returning to the earth. However, before that happens, according to the prophets and according to Jesus himself, things are going to go sideways. And that's 
kind of an understatement. Mm -hmm. Jesus gave us in the Gospels, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, gave us 11 signs of things that were going to happen prior to the tribulation, a period of seven years before he returns to earth. And all of those 11 signs are happening and have happened and are happening. One of those, the one that was a trigger for me to write Shabul Millennium, believe it or not, was COVID. You see, because Jesus predicted there would be disease pandemic, and these are worldwide catastrophes that Jesus spoke about. And here we go. We had we had COVID-19. Yeah, it's very interesting, COVID-19, that you bring this up, because it's not only that there was a pandemic and Jesus predicted that, but also because of some of the technologies that were surrounding this and the controversies over uh, tracking people, uh, the implementation of people on their phones. We had it here uh, where I live in Central Virginia, but throughout the state where they would notify you if you came in contact with somebody else. But all of this kind of ties in to what the Bible tells us about end times, particularly the sort of concept of big brother and big government that's watching us all the time. If you understand the technology, what we have today is the ability for with, with AI, a combination of AI and the ability to have, like, robots, we've got a scenario in the book of Revelation where it talks about the Antichrist coming on the scene where he creates an image that speaks. That was ridiculous several decades ago, but now it is almost an expectation. In addition to that, another factor is this, is that also in, Revel- in the book of Revelation, it talks about people needing a mark on their right hand or forehead to be able to buy or sell. That was ridiculous several decades ago, but now a chip implanted under the skin that can be scanned is already being done. It's already being done. Now, I just want to make sure to, to note to your, to your listeners that this currently is not the mark of the Antichrist, the mark of the beast, as the Bible calls it, because we're not in the period where the Antichrist comes. What we're seeing today it, all over the place, Rob, is a setting up, like a, the stage is being set. Things are being prepared for what's going to happen in a very short period of time. It's all pointing to the fact that we're getting closer to that to that time that Revelation talks about, the tribulation. And by God's grace, by God's grace, and according to all the prophets, and according to the, the chronology of the book Revelation, believers will not be on earth when that happens. And that is, a, I say, hallelujah, to be a believer. That's our blessed hope, and that's what we hang on to in, in these difficult times. Paul, I'd like to talk about some of the current events that we're witnessing in the world today and how these are tied in. I want to start off with America, which went from being a blessed nation to one that's in full rebellion against God right now, which is really sad, and it's happened so quickly. If you look at history, unfortunately, we don't study history anymore, Rob. And and when you don't study history, you're inclined to do the things that history warns us about. So we started out, and there's a a very specific kind of parallel course that empires, nations that, that, that they follow. And it often lasts about a period of, of several hundred, 200 to 300 years. You have this progression of nations and towards the end of an empire, towards the end of a nation, you look back in history at all the great empires and nations and there is a deterioration. There's this entitlement. There's this 
insane sexual immorality where anything goes. That happened in in Assyria, in Babylonia, in Greece, in Rome, Persia. That's exactly what's happening to America. You have a, just a complete falling away of morals and ethics and values. And we're seeing that in, in, in a great way. And, and part of it is deterioration. The, the deterioration comes from the government. When you see the government, the, these big cracks in the government, the corruption that exists, when people are looking at, at their leaders for direction and values and there's no moral compass, people are going to follow. That's what they're going to mimic. Interesting, but also very disturbing. And you referenced this as regard to the sexual immorality and, and so many other things that are going on in today's culture. But it's that mm. we, we seem to have a disappearance of even the concept of shame. And I know the Bible has talked about this, about how people will pretty much just be outward and, and flaunting all of this, where as in the past, people would be ashamed of these things and do them in the dark. That's exactly right. Well, I, I use the, the passage in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter five. It talks, it talks about it says specifically woe, which is like a wake up world. The Bible says in Isaiah, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. That's exactly what's happening. And when sin is flaunted, sin is flaunted. Unfortunately, the moral compass has so far gone that we're looking at things that are good and we're calling them evil. Where pride, one of the greatest sins in the Bible, the, the greatest sin in the Bible is a mantra for LGBTQ+. Mm. And so, you know, I, my, my heart goes out to people that are confused about their sexuality. It's just a tragedy. But what, what's happening is it's just this deterioration that is just, it's just unleashed and it's feeding itself. We talked to a, a teacher in a, in a, in a school and they, and they tell us that, that it's, a, it's an epidemic in the schools, that kids are confused. And it's because social media and the, just the, the feeling that there's, there's no boundaries, there's no, there's no moral compass anymore, Rob. You mentioned the kids in the schools, that this is part of Satan's attack. In particular, we have two fronts against children, which are God's greatest creation. We see the mm. attack on the preborn, which is now, uh, we see people openly campaigning on abortion, which used to be keep it safe, legal, and rare. Uh, now it's a good thing. Uh, secondarily, mm -hmm. we see the attack on children, as you reference, in confusing their sexuality and the attempts to mutilate them by chopping off parts of their body. I mean, this, this would have been unheard of even maybe a decade ago. People would be up in arms. And now people are saying this is a good thing and people who oppose it are wrong. So let me address the school situation, the education. When initially you said, you said, you know, look, look what's happening to America and there's this deterioration, but you see the epicenter of that deterioration is what's going on in the schools. And you say, what's going on? If you look back today and you, and you, and you look at our schools, you go, what's going on? But you see, Rob, in 1962, we kicked God out of the schools. We used to be able to pray in schools and do the Pledge of Allegiance every single morning. It was looked at as evil. That's insane. So God just gave us over. Jesus is a perfect gentleman. If we don't want him, we, you know, he's not going to force himself upon us. 
And so we, we kicked them out of the schools and look at what's happened to our schools. Look at what's happened to our country when we kicked out of our country. Our founders, you read the, the, the stories about our founding fathers. These were God-loving, God-fearing men. And look how God blessed our nation. And look what's happened to our leaders today. We, we no longer have that reverence for God. And, and look, what's, look what's going on in our government, Rob. It's a very clear parallel. We're talking with Paul Wozniak. The book is Shabu Millennium, Long-Term Biblical Timing. The Schilling Show Unleashed podcast continues in a moment. Schilling Show Unleashed. Borderhawk.news is a one-stop shop with the latest news about immigration, nationalism, and globalism. The Borderhawk staff daily curates immigration news stories and in the fashion of the Drudge Report, updates the site with cutting-edge content and original first-class commentary. Borderhawk.news highlights national and international media reports, tweets, and nuggets buried in local news blurbs, polls, video clips, and policy research. Borderhawk is pro-legal immigration, pro-rule of law, but against an unsecure border as countless Americans have suffered violence at the hands of criminal illegal aliens. And an increasing number of Americans are concerned about how mass migration affects their daily life. Borderhawk.news will remain on the forefront of the immigration issue with a buffet of info to read, evaluate, and share. Bookmark Borderhawk.news. Add them on social media at News on Twitter. Shilling Show Unleashed. Paul Wozniak is our guest here on the Shilling Show Unleashed podcast, Shabuah Millennium, the new book. We're talking about end times prophecy in today's world. I want to go to, to Israel, and in particular, Israel's part in end times. This is the apple of God's eye. It always has been, and yet there are rough times ahead for Israel. We look tend to look, we're, we're such, such an entitled egotistical, prideful nation. We think everything is about us when it's not. We are a you know, 240-year-old country in the scheme of things at the end of our greatness, and we're in major decline. But you see, you're exactly right. Israel's the apple of God's eye. They are his chosen people. We have been this 2,000-year experiment, the church. God has carved out this period of time for believers, for church-age believers, God will return. He will return to his people, Israel, when the, when the church is removed from this earth, and Israel will be saved. The thing is, Israel is going to suffer because they rejected the Messiah. So they will suffer, but God's not done with them. He has grace for them. And so there's, there's a time coming when nobody will, be, will stand by Israel, but God will intervene. And it's called, in, in Ezekiel 38 and 39, it's called the War of Gog, G-O-G, where a host of nations will attack Israel from the north. And what's amazing, Rob, is, is this, this war, this battle, occurs very near the end of this age of iniquity, and it happens right right before, in uh, connection with, or immediately after the rapture, because you see, there's a seven-year period that after that war, where Israel, where, where God intervenes and Israel burns the weapons for seven years. Mm-hmm. So we know when that war takes place. So here's what's important today, Rob. What's important is that the countries that God names – 
in Ezekiel 38 and 39, those specific countries that attack Israel from the, from the north, three of those countries are today, today, this very day, present on Israel's northern border in Syria. Mm-hmm. And those three countries are Russia, Iran, and Turkey. You know, we're leading up to this time. The signs are all there. All we need to do is open our eyes and read the Bible and realize that God's Word is real, and things are happening today that have been predicted thousands of years ago, and they're unfolding today in our time. Many people, Paul, are also concerned about the rise of China and the influence of China in the world in many ways, economically and militarily and so forth. Is there a role for China in the end times as the Bible describes it? Yes, indeed. There is a, there is a role for them. The Bible talks about a second war, which, which won't be in our, in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it won't be in, the, in this period. It'll be at the end of a thousand-year period, the thousand-year period of rest, where this massive— it talks about an army of 200 million people, unheard of when the Bible was written. But this army where, where God will dry up the Euphrates and they'll march across from the east— and they'll attack. But that war is some time off. There is no specific uh, reference to China in our immediate future. However, what we do see, Rob, is signs of China being used in the deterioration of America, in the undermining of America. And that's happened so quickly, it'll make your head spin. I mean, one obvious area of deterioration is what's happened to the dollar. Mm -hmm. Nobody in their wildest dreams would have imagined the dollar deteriorating or being a, a secondary world currency, but that has happened. You know, it's a result of our, our sanctions on Russia and Iran and also our issues with China and them wanting to bypass us in, in, on the world stage. It's happening. This is all leading to the one world government that we know is coming, and uh, there is a figure referred to as the Antichrist, and some people know the term but are not real sure who this is. The Bible tells us fairly specifically what to anticipate. So what do we think is coming with the Antichrist, and when might he be revealed? Mm, that's a great question. You see, there's a lot of people that are looking for the Antichrist. Or they, or they, they think this person must be the Antichrist, mm-hmm. this must, person must be. But the Bible is very clear. In 2 Thessalonians 2, it, it refers to this man of lawlessness who comes on the scene. Now, the, but, but fortunately, for Bible-believing Christians, for, for those that, that trust Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we will not be around when that happens. You see, it, it very specifically says that we will be out of the way. So the Holy Spirit in believers will be taken out of the way, and, and that will leave in this vacuum room for the Antichrist to come on the scene. And that has, so that happens after the rapture of believers. The rapture is this period, Revelation 4.1, where Jesus calls the church off this earth. It's the same thing that happened to a man named Enoch in the Bible. It's the same thing that happened to Elijah. So it's this picture of God removing somebody, just taking them away from the the carna- the, the the chaos, the tribulation, the uh, carnage to come. So after that happens in Second Thessalonians two, it talks about this man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, will be revealed. 
what's frightening about this time, not for us, but for people left behind is, is because the Antichrist, this man of lawlessness, will be incredibly deceptive. He will have a, a wicked deception at the same time that those left behind, those that have rejected Christ, while it's easy now, will be given a strong delusion. So God will, will cause a, people to have a strong delusion that they will be leave the lie of the Antichrist, the, this man of lawlessness. And that's, a, that's frightening for those left behind. So this, is, this period right now, Rob, is, is so important for Bible-believing Christians to be a witness, to tell people, look, all this stuff going on, this is not an accident. The Bible predicted this all is going to happen, and it's not a surprise that it's happening. What is a surprise to me and others that know Scripture is the speed at which it's happening. Yeah, I agree. And I remember reading the late great planet Earth many decades ago. It was after the book had been released by some years, but I read it and I was thinking, how could how could these things possibly take place? How could America be so diminished at the time we were at the peak of our military prowess and, and the economy was good? And then, like you said, this is this has come upon us in at light speed. As these events continue to pick up, I think we'll see even more and more things happening so quickly. I'd like to talk a little bit more about the rapture of the church. People hear that term, and there's a lot of dispute over the timing of the rapture. And also, there are some people who just don't even, there are churches who don't even talk about the rapture as if that's not even a thing. They say, well, that word's not in the Bible, therefore it doesn't exist. The word that's used in the scriptures is, is harpazo. It means to be caught up, and rapture is a Latin word, and I use the word rapture because so many people are familiar with it. And yes, you're absolutely correct. Pastors and churches don't want to talk about it. They avoid the subject because it's controversial, but it is not controversial in in the Bible, Rob. It is very clear. In fact, there's multiple passages that, that talk about it. Let me just start from, the, from the, the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is a chronological prophecy. It's like dominoes. Those chapters and those passages occur chronologically. There's a systematic playing out of history that we're told about in advance. Chapter one in the book of Revelation is Jesus in heaven, and that begins with Jesus's ascension, and it continues to this day. So it's past and also present. It's also future. So Jesus is in heaven. In the chapters two and three, that's the church on earth, Rob. That's us today. That's where we are in the book of Revelation. But immediately after chapter two and three in Revelation, immediately after the church age, in fact, Rob, the last word in chapter three is churches, and that's the last time churches or church or churches mentioned in the book of Revelation, which is not an accident. It's because the church will be up in heaven, and that's what happens in the very next verse after chapter two and three. It's Revelation four, verse one, and in that particular verse, it's an isolated verse. It begins and it concludes with one word, a Greek word. The Greek word is metatauta, which means after this or after these things. So after, after what? After the church age, here's this verse. It's, it's Jesus calling the apostle John to come up here. 
It's literally, that's the words, come up here. And that's the church being removed. After that verse comes the words again, metatauta. So immediately after the church is told to come up here in this harpazo, in this rapture, in chapter, the rest of chapter four and chapter five, the church is in heaven. That's chapters four and five. And those chapters happen before chapter six through 18, which is the tribulation. So it's a chronological prophecy, Rob. It's chronological. Pastors take it out of context and confuse Revelation 21 and 22, which is heaven, the new heaven and new earth, with chapters four and five. And they're completely different because the first heaven and first earth is destroyed because it has been corrupted. Satan has had a place in heaven, which many people don't understand. But he's not kicked out until Revelation chapter 11. And that's a lot. I know it's confusing, but if you just understand, you read the book of Revelation, you read it chronologically, you can't get goofed up. Finally, Paul, I'd like to talk about the 1,000-year Sabbath, which I think is also known as the Millennial Kingdom. It's a very exciting time to think about how this will be and following this terrible time of tribulation for the earth. Tell us about the 1,000-year Sabbath. Another topic that's just not addressed in the church, which is unfortunate. Probably the, the word that would describe most churches today in America is amillennial. Amillennials. It's a Latin word. A means no. And millennium means 1,000 years. You know, a large belief is that well, there is there's no 1,000 years. The problem with that belief, Rob, is Revelation 20 says there is a 1,000 years six times in the span of six verses. So I believe Scripture, and the Bible says there's a 1,000 years, there's a 1,000 years. And you see, it does not make sense that there's a period of 1,000 years until you understand that God's master plan for mankind in heaven and earth is a Shabua millennium. It's a 1,000-year period of Sabbath rest that follows 6,000 years of iniquity. And so you have to understand that the, the age of iniquity, this period of, of sin and death, did not begin until Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. That's when the clock started ticking. That's when the 6,000-year period age of iniquity began. And we're approaching the end of this 6,000-year age of iniquity. Rob, we don't know the exact date that Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. If we did, we would be able to calculate exactly when the 6,000 years end. We don't know that. But we know based on all the things that are happening that we are indeed getting close to the end. We just know it. The Bible tells us these signs for a reason. It's not to scare us. You know what Jesus said? He said, do not be alarmed. Do not be terrified. And that was after he gave us all the signs. So we're to look up, not to look around, to look up and make a difference in this world. Paul Wozniak, if people want to get a copy of your book, Shabu Millennium, or any of your other books, or follow your work online, how can we do that? The Shabuwa Millennium, it will be released by the, the middle of June. Shabuwa Millennium will be out. I'm excited about the book coming out. The uh, Bible scholars that 
have reviewed it, have given rave reviews to to it. I believe it's it's a work for our time at this day and age. By the grace of God, he'll get the word out through this book. It'll be on Amazon, but in the meantime, if people are interest, interested, they can go to Shabua.com. That's spelled S-H-A-B-U-A.com, and they can sign up, and I'll let them know when it's released. Otherwise, they can check back on Amazon, Shaboo Millennium. Paul Wozniak, you've done wonderful work with this book and getting the word out. It's critical timing, and it's God's timing. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Shilling Show Unleashed podcast. Oh, you are so welcome. And thank you for being a voice of reason, a voice of clarity and morals and ethics. Thanks for what you're doing on the East Coast. It's such a great work. God bless you. That concludes another edition of the Shilling Show Unleashed podcast. Visit us online at shillingshow.com where you can directly support this podcast by clicking on the Patreon banner at the top of the page and making a monthly donation. Your support is essential for the continuation of the Shilling Show Unleashed podcast. Until next time.